0: Good evening guys. Thank you so much for joining us for our Bible study tonight. You know, I hate that we have to get together like this online and we can't meet together at the church as a church family because of everything that's going on right now. Uh, But I'm grateful that we have this and that we can gather together and look at God's word together and spend some time in prayer. So if you've got your Bible, go ahead and turn with me to Psalm 13. But also do me a favor guys, if you're watching this right now, why don't you go ahead and hit that share button And so, make sure that all of our church family would know that we're live right now, and then uh, all of our church family and all of our friends can see this and join in. I also want to encourage you if you would just comment down below to let us know that you're watching, and also include any prayer requests that you have because as soon as. Uh, this is over. Me and Alicia is going to be praying for all of our prayer requests uh, that come in this evening. So I want to encourage you to leave a comment. But tonight I'm going to be in Psalm 13. And this is really an appropriate Psalm to be looking at right now with everything that's going on. Now, I love the Psalms. Most people do. These are wonderful, uh, a part of scripture. There's so much variety in the Psalms. Uh, they're cries of despair. There's songs of hope, songs of jubilation, of victory, right? And Psalms also, I believe, give us glimpses into our hearts. And so tonight, as we look at Psalm 13, um, what you need to know is that in Psalm 12, uh, David feels like he's alone. And let me ask you, even with everything that's going on right now in our country, uh, do you ever feel alone? Do you ever feel like that you've been left alone? David feels like he's been left alone by all the good people in his life, all the faithful people in his life. and But then not only that, but he also feels like he's been uh, abandoned by God. Have you ever felt like you've been abandoned by God? Well, if so, David can relate uh, because David here is desperate and there's hardly anything that can actually be worse than that. So let's look at Psalm 13 and I'm going to start in verse number one. It says this, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death Lest my enemy say I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Now, uh, as we look at this, I I want you to think about a couple of things here. The first thing is, is if you've ever felt alone, if you've ever felt abandoned uh, by God, it's far more common than you think many believers at some point in their walk with God have felt abandoned by God. We got many examples in scripture, but the truth is we don't talk about it very much. It's like, it's like taboo for a believer to tell another believer and be like, man, I just feel like God is, you know, like he doesn't see me. Like God doesn't care that God doesn't seem to be doing anything in my life. It's just, we don't usually share that with each other because it's like if I were to tell you that and you'd look at me and you'd be like, well, man, you know, that's not a very Christian thing to, you need more faith and stuff like that. We're just not honest with each other uh, when it comes to that. We expect unbelievers to, to say, oh, I feel like God's not doing anything. But for some reason, when a believer goes through these deep, dark times, uh, we, it kinds of, it catches us by surprise. And so it's awesome that David talks about it here because the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart, that God cared, that God uh, uh, loved David, and he was a man after God's own heart. And here is David, a man of God who feels completely abandoned by God, totally alone. And if David can be honest about it, then we can be honest about it too, right? Uh, and we can learn from the life of David. I heard about um Uh, what was his name? Uh, Pepper Rogers back in the seventies. He was a college football coach and right in the middle of a really difficult football season. Now he said he remembered back on that time and he said, my dog was my only true friend, right? When things were going bad, he said, my dog was my only true friend. He said, I told my wife, I said, every man needs at least two good friends. He said, so she went out and bought me another dog. Listen, I hope things aren't that bad for you, but uh, if they are, I want you to take heart that David has been there, done that, and he's writing about what we've all, if we're being honest, have probably been through. And so I want to identify in this psalm three stages that you go through when you feel alone and abandoned by God and maybe that God isn't moving or active in the world, in our country, or in your life. The first one is this, you feel forsaken you feel forsaken. Look at verse number one, Psalm 13, verse number one. He says, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Now, I'm sure you know that the Psalms are songs that people would actually sing. And so if these Psalms are songs that people would sing. This Psalm is a country song. It's a sad old Hank Williams song. I'm so lonesome, I could cry. And so David here is just pouring out his heart, right? This song, most likely, most scholars believe was written during that time when he was running from Saul. King Saul was trying to kill David, uh, right? And so he's running and he's hiding. He said this in 1 Samuel 20, verse three. He said, but truly as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. At this time in his life, David is living with the reality that he could lose his life any day. And so he feels completely abandoned by God. And he says, God, how long? How long? How long, oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel of myself? And he's just like, God, where are you? He's saying, God, this struggle has been going on for a while. See, look, you can have a bad day and not feel like God's abandoned you. You can have a... Um, a bad couple of days, you can have a bad week. But what happens is when we're having a bad week and that week turns to months and those months turn to a year and you're having a bad year, man, or bad years, it's easy to slip into this mode of feeling like that God doesn't see us and that he has abandoned us and he's left us all alone. And David here says, God, are you gonna forget me forever? How long will this take, right? He's feeling depressed, he's feeling discouraged. And again, like during what's going on in our country right now, that might be you. You may feel like God has turned his back on you or turned his back on us. You may feel depressed or discouraged and and don't really see any hope or any future, but take heart. We're gonna get into that in just a moment. Andrew Fuller, the great theologian said, "'It is not under the sharpest, but the longest trials "'that we are at most in danger of fainting.'" In other words, it's the long-term, man. When we start to feel like we're abandoned, he said this, when Job was accosted with evil tidings and quick succession, he bore it with becoming fortitude. But when he could see no end to his troubles, he sunk under them. In other words, when the hard things first started coming at Job, he could handle it pretty good. But once it seemed like the difficult times were never going to end, he absolutely collapsed under the weight of his problems. God had promised David the throne of Israel. But yet David is running around living like an animal in the mountains and hiding in caves running from King Saul. He did not feel like he was going to be the king of Israel. And Saul, and meanwhile, Saul's doing evil things and it seemed like God was blessing him. Saul's doing evil things trying to kill David, but Saul's got a throne. Saul's got a palace. Saul's got a kingdom. David's doing the right things and he's got a cave and and he doesn't have anything to eat, and he's sleeping wet, cold, and tired. See, and when we pray, and we ask God for help, and we feel like we don't have a response to that, many times we feel like God has forsaken us, and David feels abandoned. But I want you to think about this for a moment. I'm so grateful that Jesus has lived this life, and he knows exactly how we feel. Jesus intentionally allowed himself to be isolated on the cross, to be separated from his heavenly father when he took my sin and he took your sin on himself. That perfect eternal relationship that he had with God the father was severed at at that moment where he became sin for us. Matter of fact, Matthew 27 verse 46. It says this, and it says, in about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabbatani. That is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Listen, if you feel forsaken by God, I wanna, it's an encouragement to me to know Jesus knows exactly how we feel. But yet in his suffering and his isolation, he granted to us the eternal presence of God. Hebrews thirteen five says, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, right? Because Jesus was forsaken. That means when you trust him as Lord and Savior, you will never be forsaken of God. You may feel like it, but it's not true. Your feelings aren't always reality. So we feel Forsaken. Number two, also, then we begin to experience fear. We're afraid, man. Look at Psalm 13 and verse 3. He says, He says to God, Consider and hear me, O Lord my God, enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him, lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. Here, David is showing us his deepest, darkest fears. I feel like I've been forsaken by God and and I'm afraid, right? He's like, I'm afraid that I'm going to die. I'm afraid that my enemies are going to prevail over me, right? I'm going to, to, you know, that all these terrible things are going to happen because I've been forsaken of God. And so David makes three requests of God. He says, God, consider me. God, answer me and lighten my eyes, right? What, What is he saying? God, see me. Notice me, turn your eyes upon me. Notice me, David, your servant. I'm having a hard time. His feelings say that God is no longer speaking to him and cares about him. But the truth is he couldn't have been more wrong, right? He's like, God, show me, look at me. I need to know that you see what's happening because I am scared, man. I am terrified. Have you ever been afraid before? Have you ever been uh, scared? I remember my mother in law, she's probably watching this right now. One time, my mother in law was at her house and I was in the hallway and she went to come down the hallway and then I just jumped out at her and she did this. She said, and she almost collapsed on the floor. She said, Woo! She, said she flapped her little wings like this and almost collapsed on the floor. I'm pretty sure she almost peed on herself, but that's between us. Don't tell her I said that, okay? Listen, we've all been afraid, right? A moment of fear is one thing, but daily, ongoing, this sense that I've been forsaken by God and I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Uh, are you living with fear right now? You know, with everything going on in the world, are you afraid? Look, at, let, me, let me tell you this. God has never, ever, left you alone. If you've trusted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, no matter how you might feel, God has never left you alone. You are not all alone. God is with you. You can face your fears because you know that you're not facing them all alone. You're not doing this on your own. He is there for you. So what happens is we feel forsaken. Then we get it. We we become afraid and and, uh, we're afraid of the future. We're afraid of what's going to happen. But eventually when we turn to God in faith, we can rejoice in faith. We rejoice in faith. Look at David in verse five. He says, but I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Right now notice that there's a prayer here. There's a prayer. Everything changes when David prays. Everything changes when David prays praise, right? There's a lesson there for us. Even if we feel lost and abandoned and we feel let down and we feel like God has forsaken us and he's not he doesn't see us and maybe he's not moving in our life like he used to, we need to go to him in prayer, right? And our victory will be secured when we draw near to Jesus. We draw near to him, he draws near to us. Look again at verse 5. It says, "But I have trusted in your mercy; my heart shall rejoice in your salvation." There's that word but. He says, but I have trusted in your mercy. In other words, all these things are true. I felt forsaken. I was afraid, but I'm trusting in who you are. God, right? My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. David's emotions have been on a roller coaster. Can you relate to that? His emotions have been on a roller coaster, man, but who God was hasn't changed. God is still on his throne. God still rules and reigns. God's character hasn't changed one iota. And once David draws near to God in prayer, he recognizes who God really is and he sees God's steadfast love. And that's all that David Needs Lamentations 3 verse 22 and 23 says, uh, uh, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Look, God's people don't live on explanations. They live on God's promises. And those promises are as unchanging as the character of God. We, we, we don't live on God explaining every little thing that's going on in our life to us. We operate by faith and by the promises of the unchanging character of God. In verse six, David said, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. He starts out feeling forsaken, alone, abandoned, and then he's afraid, right? He's afraid of dying. He's afraid of his enemies. He's got all this fear. But then when he draws near to God in prayer, now he's singing. He's worshiping God for who he is because he says, God has been good to me. He even recognizes during the time when he was abandoned and afraid that God was still pouring out His mercy and love upon him, uh, and and he's praising God for doing that, praising God for who He is. And so, right there, I want to show you something. Right there at the end of the book of Revelations, Jesus, the saints are waiting for Jesus to return. Right, they're yearning for the return of Christ. God seems so far from them. And, and and Jesus is saying these words. Look at Revelation 22, 7. Jesus says, Behold, I'm coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Then in verse 12, Jesus says, And behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his word. And then on down in verse 20, Jesus says, He who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Listen, the curtain of despair may drop in your life. You may be discouraged and depressed, but what I can promise you is this, Jesus will come quickly. If you draw near to him, he will draw near to you and you'll go from feeling forsaken and afraid, right? To absolutely living in Faith because Jesus is coming quickly. And I I hope and pray that that's a comfort for you, not a fear, but a comfort for you, knowing that your good God is working everything uh, out exactly as He has planned and everything is in His control. I hope you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're watching right now and you don't. Man, look, just send us a a direct message and we would be more than happy to talk with you. But I just pray that during these difficult days that you don't despair, but you turn to Christ even more than ever before. Look, guys, that's the end of our Bible study for tonight. I just want to encourage you real quick. Don't forget to leave those prayer requests in the comment section below. Me and Alicia are going to be praying over those tonight. And then also... Uh, If there's something that, if there's any need or anything like that, if you know somebody needs something, somebody needs help with something, put that in the comments below, send us a DM, whatever we need to do, man. We want to, even though we can't physically meet together as a church family, it doesn't mean for one second that we stopped being a church family. And so I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to sign off. Okay, guys? Let me pray for us. Pray with me. Join me right there where you're at. Father God, Thank you for this time together. Thank you for your word. Lord, I'm so grateful that I'm not the only one who's ever felt like God has forgotten about me. And Lord, I'm so grateful for these words from David. Lord, help us to remember that even when we feel alone or afraid that you're still on your throne, that you're still in control. And God, you see us. God, you know us and that you love us. God, and that you are right here with us. Lord, may you be more than enough to see us through. Each and every day. Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, thank you guys so much for joining us. God bless you. And we'll see you soon.